Hollywood actors were Better shake your booties for black girl nerds. Better shake your booties for black girl nerds. Yeah. Better shake your booties for black girl nerds. Better shake your booties for black girl nerds. Better shake your booties for black girl nerds. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and Ryan is your host. I'm excited to bring to you this episode featuring Love Barnett. Love Barnett started her own casting agency, Much Love Productions, at the tender age of 17, casting music videos, movies, and booking dancers for her major recording artists and world tours. Not only has she been a major force behind the camera, but she's also expanded her talents in front of the camera as well, performing in iconic music videos for Kanye West, Eminem, Pini Pablo, and the legendary Tupac, as well as popular sitcoms such as Martin, Smart Guy, and The Last OG. She's here to talk about Martian Blueberry. Martian Blueberry was co-founded by animation veteran Carl Jones, who has provided Peabody Award-winning and NAACP Image Award-nominated writing, directing, and animation for various studios and networks across the entertainment spectrum. With a primary focus on animation, they aim to supply the increasing global appetite for diversity and inclusion by using their wealth of experience, production knowledge, and industry resources to accelerate the company's advancement into the forefront of the global marketplace. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast featuring none other than Love Barnett as she talks about her project, Martian Blueberry, and so much more. Welcome to the Black Girl Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And you know, I, we love to give a shout out, you know, when it comes to Black Girl Nurse, the men, you know, we haven't forgot about them, but it's March, y'all. You know, International Women's Day falls in March. So, you know, I want to call this episode being a boss one-on-one for, for the women you can hear her laughing in the background you know you gotta put a little stink when you say the boss i also gotta put a little stink when you have love barnett co-founder of the multimedia production company martian blueberry love how you doing i'm good how are you i'm so excited to talk to you so we can nerd out talk about being yeah. a boss talking about owning our own stuff listen you were a boss at 17. Now, I wish I would have had, like, the focus and the drive to, like, well, basically just to focus on anything. Like, I was all over yes. the place at that age. And the fact that you were owning your own casting agency, like, you've got to break that down for us. Tell us how that happened. And what was the pressure like at 17? You know, I was an old soul, to be honest. Like, I don't know. And I was always about, like, some type of, you know, I was I was driven. My dad owned his own business. So it was like, okay, what can I do? I, I want to do, you know, and I just saw the power in owning your own business. And, you know, I, I was actually working for a record company at the time and they would always ask me, oh, do you know anybody? Do you know somebody that could be in this video? Do you know somebody that could, you know, do this and that? And I was like, well, obviously some, you know, people like the people I hang out with or whatever. So you know, <laughs> maybe I need to start a casting company. And, and that's how that came about. I was like, you know, I, st- I, I made, I uh, created an account with them like to do, you know, like predominantly, not all, but predominantly their videos. And 
And then I've, I've seeked out a few producers and, and um, movie companies and to do their extras. And it was fun. It was pretty cool. But, you know, then they start wanting to put me in the front, <laughs> you know, and I'm kind of introverted. Like I'm, I've always been like, you know, an introverted to myself, kind of geek, geeky girl, you know. So to um, be pushed out in the front, it was it was a challenge, but I'm just still more comfortable in the background. I like how you say, you know, I just hooked them up with this and hooked them up with this person. You know, it was fun. It was cool. Girl, that is hard work. That is just like, like thinking about having the forefront of like mapping that out. Where does the business savvy come from? Like, I know you said you're an old soul, yeah. you know, the, the focus. Where does that part come from? Because so, that is amazing, especially being a black woman. Let's just be real. You know, yeah, I, you know, my mom and my dad, you know, my mom owned her own business. She had a, a telecommunications company and then my dad owned nightclubs. And so I just always saw, you know, it wasn't easy, but I just saw that it was better to kind of be your own boss at an early mm -hmm. age. And the funny, <laughs> I, I, I don't talk about this much, but, um, and also it probably ages me a little bit. But <laughs> when I was when I was in high school, um, the the uh, OJ Simpson, I know this is crazy. This is, uh, the OJ Simpson trial was going on. It was really really crazy, you know, okay, especially yeah, here yeah. in California. And um, I just remember because my my aunt, another entrepreneur, she had her own hair, hair salon. So um, I used to work there, and um, I was seeing like you know how how hype everybody was and. My dad had some extra black shirts and he was like, he didn't want them or something. I think they were defective or it wasn't the right sizing or something like that. So he was like, here, you want these shirts? And I'm like, what am I going to do with like, it was like 5,000 shirts or 10. <laughs> but then I was like, wait, this trial, they, they were just about to say the verdict. And at my high school, we had like, sh like shirt making classes. So mm -hmm. I asked my teacher, I'm like, can I make some shirts if, you know, during this time or whatever. And he was like, sure, you know, just, you know, yeah, that's fine. Just lock up after whatever. And so when they, I was watching and I was waiting for the verdict. And as soon as they, I was like, I had these plaques made that said guilty or not guilty. And that's it. Just black and white, white, you know, writing. Mm -hmm. And as soon as they said not guilty, I start printing out <laughs> shirts. And like, I had a bunch of friends of mine and you know, I was like, I already had it mapped out, like, because, you know, in LA, it's, you know, there's one side, it's more predominantly black. And then there's another side that's predominantly white. So I was like, if it says guilty, go, go left. If it says not guilty, go right. Yeah. <laughs> and so they just kind of went and um, we did really well. Like, at my, I, I think I was like, oh my gosh, I was really young. <laughs> and uh, I was able to save up for my first car. I made like so much money just doing that. So that kind of started. And also I used to like, I used to sell snicker bars at school and different things like that. You know, my mom had a Costco card. And at that time it wasn't, everybody couldn't get a Costco card like they can now. Seriously, so, yeah. <laughs> so I just always had it in me, just always. I just like the stay ready so you don't have to get ready part. Like, I just right. like the, the forefront of thinking, like, you know, having the shirts ready, 
you know, just a young entrepreneur at a, at, you know, just at a young age, having an entrepreneurial spirit that I just hope, you know, people listen to this episode and kind of take that away from, you know, especially, you know, younger girls just like thinking outside of the box, right? Like just thinking of where you can add and, and, you know, make your own coins, especially in this day and age. Like you never know, like, you know, a yeah. pandemic hits everybody in the house. So you trying to figure out how to pay bills, how to do things differently. So just Man, to have I- that mind going, go ahead. I think about like now, if I was younger, like how it was in school, I mean, I've seen little people making money sleeping online. I'm like, just falling asleep. Just people watching people sleep. I don't even understand that. Yeah, it's nuts. You know? It's nuts these days. But you still got to have like the business side of it though, yeah. right? Because yeah, a lot of even- stuff, you got to market it right. Exactly. And and that's like, I find that genius. Like I, I'm always studying that because I just like to see, okay, what are they doing to get it hot like this? Because, you know, everybody falls asleep. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, I, is it one eye open? Is it they back? Yeah, what are they doing? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got, I had to touch on, like, basically, we just going through your whole bio because this was the best thing I ever read. I'm just going to be honest right now. I, I was, like, going through, like, what is going on? And, Ryan, what are you doing? But it was, it was like, it was insane. But, um. So, but the one thing I definitely had to touch on though, when I was looking at your bio is that you used to do like a monthly automotive columnist. You were a monthly automotive columnist for yeah. Black Men Magazine. And yeah. anybody who listens to this is probably tired of me saying it, but I'm a huge fashion for you guys fan. Mostly because of just like, it's fine guard, uh, fine uh-huh. guys and hot cars, right? <laughs> so I'm like, the fact that she had a love for cars, I was like, we got to talk about this. Oh, well, okay. Well, buckle up with this one. No pun intended. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but the thing is, my mother, um, she used to race cars. Like you think I'm, I did a lot. My mother did 20 times more. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. insane. The stuff that she was in. I mean, I was, I think I've just been trying to keep up with what she used to do, to be honest. <laughs> right, right. Um, so she she always had a love for cars, which, you know, I I kind of just inherited from her. My brother, he can literally like put together a car with just a string and a buckle or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like he he used to just put cars together from just scrap. And it was like, wow. So my mom, she actually was um, before there was a NASCAR. I don't remember the division, but she was the uh, like the first black female race car driver um in Washington DC and um so and she has like her trophies and so she always had a really amazing love for cars um so I also in turn did too and my family at the time um had a a car company where we did like luxury vehicles and you know kind of like a pimp my ride type of thing Mm -hmm. and um so I I was kind of doing like my modeling thing I was doing a few videos or whatever and um but I, but I was approached by Marcus Blassengame from Today's Black Man Magazine, and he was like, "Hey, you wanna, you wanna model for our?" And I was like, "You know what? I'm cool with modeling, but I don't want to just. I want to do something different. I wanna, I wanna like write or something. I don't want it to just be about you know here some clothes. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly, I just want yeah. right. You know, I wanted to be a little more. And he was like, okay, that's cool. Like what else? And I said, well, I'm really into cars and you know, we, my family has this car company. He's like, oh my gosh, let's do a, a, a female columnist, you know, writing about cars. We love that. So we ended up doing that. And I had a lot of fun and 
you know, I got to interview a lot of celebrities with their cars and I set up all of that. And, you know, it was just, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, I, I kind of miss it sometimes because it was just like something really, really different than, and, you know, people never really expected me to be into that. And, you know, they would test me and I, like, they were, they were surprised that I really knew my cars. Like, it wasn't just, oh yeah, I think this car is cute, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So that yeah, I like when they like underestimate, right? You could be like, Always, mm, right? Mm, so you don't know what I know, okay? Right? You know, and I've get I've gotten that my whole life. You know, it's it's interesting, even just because I'm a gamer. So they're like, oh, what do you play? Like, you know, I'm like, no, this is what I play. You know, they're like, like oh, you on wait. Candy Crush level right. twenty? You like, come on, right, man, I'm right. trying to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, you game game. Like, you play games. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Video games. <laughs> Although that is me, by the way. I'm definitely on Candy Crush. Like, I might be in the 200s, I, oh, but that's, that's definitely uh, on Candy yeah, Crush. Yeah, on Candy Crush. I, I'm like, <laughs> wait, I'm, love, I'm so high on Candy Crush. It's crazy. I'd be like, it bears to tell people how <laughs> where I am on Candy Crush. Because you just like, be sitting you and you like, life? your hands got to keep moving. It's like, I got to do something with my hands. I got to just play Candy Crush. Right, <laughs> right. That's exactly what it is. It, it, it It's like it kind of helps my nerves. Like, I, and sometimes I got to do two things at once. So I can, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's like, it just kind of helps me relax a little bit sometimes just to play, you know, play those games real quick. So. Yeah, it's like that. And I think one of the things I thought was so cool about you that I can, I could just, um, just tell, don't any, know anything about you. We just getting to know each other on this podcast, <laughs> but it feels like you got this drive about you. Um, that, you know, you don't stop. And I feel like, you know, you know, that's how we're relating on the Candy Crush. You can't, you can't stop. It's like, you always thinking about something else and your mind right. is constantly moving mm-hmm. because, you know, you had your thing going, like if the cars ain't enough, you know, shout out to mama for driving, doing her thing, having her yeah. race car team there. But <laughs> you know, if that's not enough, right. You decide you're going to go get your degree in advertising. I was yeah. just like, oh my gosh, where does it, where does it go? Like, it doesn't stop, but it doesn't need to stop. So tell us about like wanting to do that and then getting your own tech startup going. You, oh yeah. You know, um, well, okay. With, um, I, I wanted to do advertising cause I, I used to do like PR a little bit for uh, when I was, when, you know, and I really enjoyed being behind. I, I just enjoy more, like I said before, being behind the scenes, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I like, I like being, you know, the vehicle to help other people see their vision come across or their product come across, like, you know, like really make it mainstream. And that to me is fun. You know, that to me is, a, you know, really exciting. And so I, I was like, you know what, advertising is something I'm really into and, and it's really cool. You know, like I like taking this product that nobody knows about and now making it a household name, you know, like that to right. me is is, is so much fun. I, I don't need to be the household name, but I like to be, you know, behind making something the household name, you know? So that's how that started. And then when I was, when I, being that I was an advertising major, I remember I was living in Wisconsin at the time and they mm-hmm. asked me to draw, you know, to go to life drawing classes and I had to draw from life. And I'm like, I don't know how to draw what, you know, like, I don't <laughs> understand. But I guess, you know, with their thinking of that was, this way you can draw, you know, your ideas to come okay. across commercials or whatever. So you need to know like just the basics. You don't have to be a great artist, but if you can know certain basics. And um, like I said, at the time I was, I was doing this online and I was actually living in Wisconsin. 
and I couldn't find a life drawing class. And I, I was all, and I would try to have friends do it. They, people don't realize how hard it is to just stand there and not, and stand still, like not mm -hmm. move. That yeah, is, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So somebody mm -hmm. can draw you. So that was really hard. And so um, I kept looking online. I'm like, do they have anything online? You know, like, and so I couldn't find anything. And I was like, well, more schools are going online. Like even art schools are going to have to do online. And and I'm sure I'm not the only person in a small town at this, at this time that can't find life drawing classes. So um, I decided to create this company called Online Life Drawing. And... Um, at the, again, at the time, they didn't have the software that they have now, but I, so I had mm -hmm. to go on YouTube and kind of teach myself how to create um, a software that makes images turn 360 degrees, because I'm like, if I put this, if I do a website, I don't want just flat images. I do want, you know, turn, you know, I want them to be able to turn it and draw it from different angles. Mm -hmm. So we had, you know, different, we had ecrochets where you can go over the muscles and and it'll name the muscle for you so you can learn muscle work and um and skeletons and you know and you could go from different lighting and and black and white and it was doing really well and but Laguna uh saw it the art school in Laguna saw it and they were like we want to buy this from you and I was like okay, you know, I probably sold it too soon. And that's the only thing I regret. But, you know, it, I was like, okay. <laughs> it was something side. I was, it wasn't like a lifelong passion of mine to do, but, yeah. you know, so, but I was enjoying it when I, you know, when I was doing it. I mean, it's all right. Cause you know, the next generation gets to keep learning off that, right? Like, you know, right. you build something and you were like, look, let me get, let me get my full on nerd going here for this animation and kind of, you know, yeah. mock some stuff <laughs> up and change it out. So I'm sure that's some, some student out there that's appreciating that you sold it when you sold it. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Cause okay. I, it's funny. Cause I am seeing a lot of other companies that are doing it now. Like there's some more online, you know, life drawing type of classes so you know I motivated other companies too so that's cool I was like yeah I'm over here taking notes just hearing you talk so I can't imagine <laughs> like you selling this out and companies like what is she doing right now like you know it's <laughs> popping off the animation or popping off the page like the augmented reality thing like people are sleeping like this stuff is climbing like you know the black AI and everything like that yeah. stuff is it's next level so that yeah, stuff that now is building on it Right. That that was the name of my company it was creative augmented reality. And, you know, I was, I, it was crazy because I kept telling people what augmented reality was about to be. And I, and I wish I could have, uh, I could have like got in front of that with the filters. I didn't realize that, like, Damn, the <laughs> you know, I wish I could have got ahead of that, but you know, I always knew that that was going to change the game and it is. Well, you think it like that gets you prepared now to team up with legendary animation producer Carl Jones from Martian yeah. Blueberry. By the way, the coolest name ever. <laughs> and if you guys look at this website, like you literally feel like you better take off into like a galaxy right? or universe or something. <laughs> it's so fly looking. Tell us about like how this like and everybody get ready to take your notes. Tell us about how this comes together, how you guys team up. Uh, again, it was seeing something, a need and saying, okay, let's, let's fill that need. Uh, that's just how I've always been all my life. If I see that, mm -hmm. you know, if I need something, obviously other, other, other people need it. Right. And so, right. um, I, Carl was working on a few projects and 
it, it, I was just hearing, even with his experience with Boondocks, he was saying that ha how he had to literally act out in a whole scene. So when, you know, they sent the boards to, you know, overseas, they understood our mannerism and how we say certain things and, and how we move, you know, it, it has a little swag to it. You know, we, we don't, right. we're not stiff. We, we got swag, you know? And so a lot of times they would get boards back and it was just like, not, not our expressions, not how we would, you know, articulate something. So he would record that and, 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 you know, so they could redraw it and send it out there and, and just even different things of how, why we have to explain, you know, why a little girl has to wear a bonnet at night, you know, um, yeah. it, it's really hard to have to teach these animation companies and create at the same time. And that eats into a lot of time and money, to be honest, because they come back and they, you know, they don't understand and they think you made a mistake. And it's like, no, I need the little girl to have the bonnet still on and at night, you know what I'm saying? Like, I right. need that. You know, so um, during the pandemic, you know, animation shot up because people weren't able to shoot in live, you know, live action stuff at the time. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, well, let's create an animation company, you know, like, let's do our own. Right. You know, all the, we know all the hottest artists. We know what what's missing in that in that world because they they don't hire enough of us. They really don't. They try. They say they do. But to me, there's no excuse now because you can work with people from all over the globe. You exactly, know, yeah. it, it doesn't have to be what, who, who can come into the office. You can hire people from all over the globe. So there's really no excuse. But unfortunately, it's still a lack of diversity in those in those um, in those spaces. So you know, we, we were like, let's, let's do, you know, let's do our own. And, and it's been really cool. Like just the pro projects that we've had has been like, man, okay. You know, <laughs> and this, and this past few years, like to work on Meg the Stallion was awesome. You know, oh, yeah, we get, we get ready to get into that, but I got, I just got to <laughs> say, there's something like, listen to you talk. There's something about, cause we know we're always, for most of the time, um, as people of color, as black people, when we enter any kind of genre, any kind of space, right. We're more, more than likely we're fighting for something hot. You, you know, we're fighting for something in the area because it's not enough mm -hmm. of us doing it. So mm -hmm. something to be said for having that space, right. Where it's like, you and Carl can be like, okay, she understands me. I understand her. Let's just create mm -hmm. something great. You know, or we have these artists that don't have any space where, you know, they, people can understand them. Or I don't want to have to explain this mm -hmm. to like 5011 producers till it gets back <laughs> to my story is done. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So, you know, I just thought that was so cool picking that up and, and hearing you tell the story about the start of that. But you can, you know, feel free to take us into Meg the Stallion. Feel free. Because I know she's a good <laughs> anime fan. So feel free to take us into that project. Because I was going to ask you about some of the projects you guys are working on. Oh, yeah. You know, um, but I'll, just to touch on that, too, like, you know, sometimes when they create stuff, it ends up kind of being a little blackface if there's no, yeah. diversity. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. because they don't put the right nose on there. They don't put the right lips. It's like, well, you just the worst. Yeah. You know, like we are we we got our features and we want that to be shown. We're proud of that. You mm -hmm. know, like don't don't just make the same character that we could be you know, any ethnicity and then say, oh, okay, let me brown it up. And now it's a black person. Like, no, that's not how it works. We need our, we need our features to be shown and prominent. And that's one thing we pride ourselves on. Like we, we, we don't let it leave. If it, if it don't look right, if it's not the right Brown, if it's not the right, you know, our tone yeah. or nothing. So we really, we really take pride in that. But um, 
some of the projects that we're working on, we have, mm -hmm. um, right now we have out uh, MLB, uh, it's uh, Negro Leagues Baseball. Yes, so great. I saw the trailers. It looks amazing. Oh my gosh. And you know what? Carl directed that and he did such a good job with just the look and feel of it because it gives mm. it that old timey feel, but it's also cool and hip because it has like an anime component to it. So it does, yeah. Yeah. You know, those, those dynamic angles and just, it just, it's just really cool. So we had a lot of fun. I learned a lot from that project. Um, the fact that it's still, I, I talk about this all the time, but I did not know this. I didn't know that women, uh black women played in the negro leagues with and against the men oh, i yeah, didn't know i had me either yeah you know what i'm saying like that needs to be a movie i need to see that i don't understand mm. <laughs> like we tell the same stories over and over again and there's so many great new stories that we haven't heard of before you know so it, i really i had a lot of fun and I, I we really worked hard to give that the justice we felt like it deserved you know, and, but, you know, then Meg Stallion came through as well. And we, <laughs> you know, we did that project and I was, that one, I was just like, yo, I'm, you know, I'm a huge fan first. And right. I think, you know, she, she's, she does great. And, um, I, I, the one thing I remember and she was like, make sure my, make sure my uh, character is Honey Brown. And I'm like, we got you. <laughs> you know? Isn't we got that you. just so dope? Megan yeah. Stallion comes in and says, make sure my character is Honey Brown. And Love was like, yeah, okay, we got you. Instead of being like, yeah. so, you know, maybe I need to, is it, should it be this kind of dark? Or like, what right, is Right, right. Like, she didn't have to look like this. Right. Right. She didn't have to go into any more. She didn't have to say like, this yeah. is what mean by honey brown no i got you i know what honey brown is i know what you mean so you know <laughs> you know we were able to get that going and she was really happy with the character we did a video we're hoping the video still comes out you know it's so crazy i hope this video but you know she got her own things going on right now and hopefully that uh you know be resolved because i still don't understand how she was you know the victim and then turned into the villain i you know whatever yeah you Only know, a black you know woman, it's, right? it's the right <laughs> and you know it's a double-edged sword of the social media we in like everybody got an opinion yeah. everything gets out quick before you get to tell your story you know it's a double-edged yeah. sword world we living in these days um but she mm -hmm. but she looked the not nice the character you guys got on the website i hope it comes to fruition too because that looks that looks badass it looks dope yeah those visualizers man she had a stress we were literally burning the candle at both ends because whoo she she gave us 10 days to do 18 visualizers mm. you know we yeah. were like oh okay because <laughs> we right. had to go first and uh, you know and then she was like but i want these visualizers i want it for my you know um for my album and we need to put them out and and this is just the trust that they had in us as a company and carl you know like they literally when we were finishing as we were finishing them they were putting them on youtube like they didn't have any, wow. they didn't have to worry about yeah. the approval or anything like that. They were just putting them out as, as soon as we were done, they were putting them on YouTube. As soon as we were done, YouTube, you, you know, and, and that was like, wow, they don't need to like approve these or say any, we came up with the ideas, uh, the look, everything we, we did everything and she trusted us. And that was just like, wow. Okay. And she was very happy with them. They came back was like, okay. 
now can you do some merch? We're like, okay. I mean, you don't say no to Meg, right? So Right. Like, like hey, keep it going. And that's the right. next step. Like, it's just that comfortable feeling. Like, you could just yeah. be like, yo, okay, it's good. We're good to go. Like, I don't have, like you said, you don't have to explain the bonnet. You don't have to break down why she moves like this, why her hips right. need to look like this. Like, it's, right. it's amazing what you guys are doing. Like, and she has to be thick. Don't give us some little, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. We- <laughs> it is the worst when you get somebody. It's like, you could have asked anybody. Like, anybody you could have asked and found somebody to explain, like, you know, a certain look for a certain comic. Right. And it's just like, why didn't you ask anybody? Like, you could have found some people to ask. Like you said, it's global now where you can reach out to people. And it's just like yeah. the stuff that gets put out. You're like, why? Why is nobody well, How did that work? Yeah. yeah. How, how did they let that slide? I don't understand. So yeah. So yeah, we love that you guys are doing this and stepping it up and just like a just a space for people to go creatively. Um, mm-hmm. one pilot I saw you guys working on Trap Town. Like, I'm like, where where can I watch this at? That sounds great. I'm like, I need to know about this. <laughs> well, yeah, with uh with that's with Trippy Red. Um, we did that with uh Trippy Red in DC, Young Fly and mm-hmm. JB Smooth also. Um the only thing Maybe is because, that's going to be hilarious. Oh yeah. No, let me explain. It is so funny, but unfortunately we are on hold with that right now because we are in this, we can't, it's hard to do satire right now. It's really okay. hard. You okay, know, yeah. um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, companies are scared of satire and scared of the cancel culture. So, oh, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, if you understand, like we couldn't do a boondocks right now you know something like that and so that was kind of around the same lane but we are working on something else with trippy red right now Mm. and that's more of a like a dark anime thing so he's already like announced that i was like wait hold on you know but (laughs) but yeah we're working on that and um yeah we're excited about that and we also have another thing with meg the stallion too so that will be coming out very soon I, I like it. I like it. And you guys doing the NFTs, just keeping everything. I love it. Just, just yeah. highly melanated, talented people. I just love to see it. Yeah. You know what? NFT actors in that space. But yeah, we did this uh, NFT called Bubble Goose Ballers. And that was me really <laughs> just being on some real, real nerd, nerd stuff. You know, like yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. T thing. Like I love technology and I like, you know, and it just seems something so different. And I kept trying to talk Carl into it. And he was like, I don't know. You know, <laughs> he's like, I don't understand. Why, why am I paying for paying it for a JPEG with a monkey and a hoodie? And I don't feel it. You know, like he just, he wasn't getting it. I'm like, you know what? Neither am I, but I feel like there's something here. So let's keep exploring. And, mm-hmm. you know, then we realized that what we loved about it so much was the fact that, you know, it, it, it's, it, it, it's more than just, a JPEG of a picture that we're selling. It's right. it's basically with the blockchain, it says, okay, this is the one of one. You're the only person that has this and it's documented, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's it's kind of like, I try to explain it like stocks. Like, okay, you own stock in, in AT&T, but you, you know, where, where is it? What is it? You know, it's kind exactly, of like, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so what, what we try to explain to people is you... When you when you go into NFT, you should look at who's behind it and see what they're gonna do with it. You know, see what their vision is for this NFT. Cause what we're planning on doing is we're making it bubble goose ballers into a TV show and we're gonna do all this. So that now if you have an NFT of bubble goose ballers, the more we do with it, the more that 
you more money you're going to make off of it. And that's what we like the most that people can be your, you know, they could be a part of it, a part of your story instead of just, you know, just watching it, you know, right. so like they can actually make money off of this. So it's not just us. We're all we're all spreading the wealth. And that's what we really liked about NFTs. It wasn't just about, OK, you know, like. Us like buy my album or buy my movie and look at this and look at that. Like, no, you're part of it. If I do good, you do good. Right. You're gonna make money. So, yeah, that incentive to keep going. Yeah. Right. So they're also gonna be your biggest marketing tool right there. Cause they're gonna be like, yo, check this out. Cause when if we if I win, you win. Mm -hmm. And and so that's what we loved about it because you know, we just felt and then it also helps us retain our IP. You know, Carl was telling me, um, that he had to sign a contract, you know, basically stating that his ideas were owned by the studio until like, into, and it expanded it to the universe. I'm like, to the universe? So they're already thinking Jeez. like, if yeah. you're on Mars or something like that, you still can't use this idea that you sold to us, even if we don't do nothing with it. And they are really big with, if we pay for it, we own it. Like the creative doesn't have any, any value. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, and we went through some other stuff with some other shows and the fact that you can create a show and they can say, Hmm, we don't know if we want you to work on this anymore, but it's like, this is my show. Uh, no, it's not. It's our show. We paid for it. So we're like, okay, how do we retain our IP? How do we say, okay, if we create this, we have some stake in it. We have, you know, and, and we can still go to these studios, not trying to like demonize studios, but just saying, right we 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 have made this popular so now with bubble goose ballers we have made it popular on another platform and and we have you know a multitude of of fans that believe in it so now when we go to these studios they can't just take it from us we own part of it because we've already made it hot without them and that's how that's what was the biggest thing about nfts it was like okay we can find another way to retain our ip and you know they they have to respect it Right. I was going to say like that. It's just that respect level of like you have this idea, right? Especially when you're talking about black creatives owning their own stuff, mm -hmm. you know, over the years when that stuff has been taken away. And it's just like mm -hmm. you think about, you know, that's like some of the black artists like back in there, just artists period back in the day. If you didn't know what you were signing, you can sign over all the royalties to your albums and everything. You have no idea like no, what's happening. Like, you know, you yeah, have no well, ownership over it none it was unhurt like i'm so proud of this generation they're like no i'm i'm i want to get my you know i want to retain the rights to my masters like no you know and and but because before they did they weren't able, they didn't do it they didn't know to do it and you know th they think they're making good money but if you're making a million dollars imagine what the record company is making exactly the distribution you know it's it's like you know and and but that's your creative. So like I said, in all, even in music and in, 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 in uh, TV and film, it's crazy to me. They like, we pay for it. We own it. That's it. Even if they don't want to use it, even if they take your idea and say, nah, yep. we're not going to do nothing with it, but you can't have it. What? That was my idea. If you don't want to do nothing, give it back to me so I can do exactly. something else with it. Let me have yeah. something that's like, this is mine. Like you taking right. this character that I created, that I know that you know mm -hmm. is dope. So Man. I need to get something behind this. Like you can't just take it and be like, oh no, this is mine. This, this is good. Oh no, they yeah. will take your characters. Like, like I said, right now, they will take your characters mm -hmm. and and say, you know, we don't want you to work on it anymore. And we're gonna have somebody else work on it. And they don't know these characters. They don't know who, who your vision. 
You know what I'm saying? Like they can't really bring it to a cross like you would, you know, and then they trust. It's like if they wanted to buy this from you, they have to trust you with it. And they don't, you know, yeah. and a lot of times it's crazy to me because I'm like, shoot, if you could do it, you would do it. There's a reason why you come into other people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly, so yeah. I, you don't always know best for these situations. You kind of like, but, you know. Again, that's why it was so important for us to really say, you know, how do we, how are we able to retain as much ownership of our own IP and then go to these studios? Yeah, well, hey, that's why you create, you keep creating companies like this and, you know, put geniuses like y'all behind it so y'all can keep us informed and spread the word of how you do. Yes. It, I mean, it's a, ownership is important. Like it's we all know, especially in this community, you need to own this stuff. Like make sure you have some kind of tie to it. People know you created it. You know, yeah. let us know where we could go purchase it and buy it and support. So, you know, yeah. it, all of that is all of that is important. So listen, I could talk to you all day, but look, a couple I things I want to I want to touch on at the end because we nerded out real hard right here. I was like, this is gonna keep yeah. going on fast. She's like, she's gonna be like, girl, I got things to do. Come on out, we still going to stay here. But um no, I'm having fun. I told you I've been waiting for this interview all, all week. Yeah, so. yeah. We could we could keep like this this it, this conversation will be like two hours long because we'll just keep talking about like anything. But I do want to touch on anime. We kind of touch, you know, we touch on a little bit with Meg the uh Meg the Stallion, but tell us about because I know that's some of your favorite kind of stuff to do like of anime stuff what are like some of your are you like have any shows manga that's like your favorite right now um that's out right now anime yeah yeah uh yeah you know what cyberpunk that's crazy like i heard about that maybe that inspired me i want to get into anime but i haven't so maybe something like because i've been hearing about that maybe that'll inspire me to get into it here and you say you know why you haven't because you don't see yourself represented in it and that's me too oh there you go uh, okay you my know what I'm saying? all right there no, you no, go. no 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 I, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna act like I'm like the biggest anime head because I'm not. But I have grown to love to really enjoy it. But the reason yeah, yeah. why the reason why is because I didn't see myself represented in it. You know, I've mm -hmm. seen a few. Um, I saw like Ghost in the Shell was like probably the first anime that I've ever seen, and I thought it was amazing. Like just the, the way they tell story and the way they you know they do the camera angles and different things. Like it's just it's crazy it's amazing mm -hmm. you know but I didn't see myself represented in it so it didn't keep me fully inspired and and that's another thing that uh, another company we got started is exclusive I'll let you know um hey, <laughs> so um we went me and Carl went to the anime expo and um it was it was cool I, the crowd was diverse but the content wasn't Mm, and, okay. and you know and you know and that kind of was like man you know we always go to all the comic con we go to all of them and we end up just right. buying too much stuff and I'm looking like I don't have anything you know because I like <laughs> to buy you know <laughs> certain things <laughs> and so um I was like what's going on here like why isn't there more diversity and I'm like you know even with boondocks people don't like to consider that anime even right. though it was the same yeah, yeah, yeah. artist Japanese artists working on that that it was that were working on any other anime but because of the skin tone it wasn't considered anime you know mm -hmm. and um so he always had to fight and even with Black Dynamite he had an anime um influences influence in that and so you know me and him were like you know I, I think there's something missing here so we actually partnered up with a company called Good Smile uh they're like one of the top Japanese anime uh, uh, collectible companies. And um, 
a few other people. I don't know how much I'm able to say, but it will come out soon. It's called. Look, we ain't trying to get you in trouble. We appreciate. I know you, you hear me. Whatever little tea like, you care for the exclusive, but don't get yeah, in trouble. You don't want me. you in trouble. You're hesitating, like, but yeah, and and we're the, you know, um, it's called Super Dope, and we are going to be doing a little more hip hop anime influence content, and it's gonna be crazy. So. Well, I'm excited. Something for me to get into. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I keep saying, like, I know listeners and, and and you know, viewers, when I've said it a couple of times on IG, I've always said I wanted to get into anime, but it just was like, I don't know what it is. Like, people keep giving me titles, the list. So maybe you're on to something and I'm ready for you guys yeah. to, to drop that so I can, then I really got something to get into then. Yeah, and and, and I heard through the grapevine that Meg Thee Stallion is doing an anime with Carl Jones. So, you know. Hey, mm-hmm. there you go. Listen, this is why we got to talk to love. Just so we can get all the exclusives. Like, who else do you nerd out with? I know. I talk to you. Carl's always like, I can't hold water. I can't. So. Well, look, look. We need to go ahead and wrap because I don't want to get you in trouble because I want you to come back. I'm I'm having so much fun talking to you. So we're going to wrap so we can get you in trouble. You already gave us enough exclusives. All right. We're going to keep it pushing. But love, thank you so much. This was so fun talking to you. Thank you. This was fun. Thank you. Um, plug real quick everybody for a Martian blueberry like how people can follow you guys figure out what you got coming up next oh yeah um, our website is martianblueberry.com our Instagram is we are Martian B uh, my Instagram is lovebarnett underscore and then you can also check out Carl at I am Carl Jones and uh, that's Twitter and Instagram so there you go hey there you go guys follow them check it out love again I appreciate it Thank you. I appreciate it too. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.